ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 11 of Hannibal on Dish by Dish. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. Your old pal Patrick Hamilton coming to you once again from the Baltimore Institute for the Criminally Insane. This is uh, Dish by Dish, an extension of Kill by Kill, where we watch an episode of Hannibal and we talk about it. And of course, if this is the first episode that you're listening to today, we're actually releasing two at the same time to make way for our fantastic fall lineup. So this is episode 11 and the beast from the sea. So make sure you listen to episode 10 first. And of course, before we do anything else, there's only one person I trust to divert a serial killer as he invades my home. The one, the only Gina Rancliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Well, I I hope that I can do that. I mean, I would certainly we all hope. do my very best to to yes. protect you and your lovely family. <laughs> Thank you. Someone's going to have to take one for the team, and so we're going to throw you out there and see what happens. Um, this episode of Hannibal, and it's this is kind of weird, and it might be a, a bit of a through line, and maybe we can talk about it more as we go, but was this um, section of the season stretched too long or did they not come up with enough things to do? Because in a very rare case, I think for Hannibal, this feels a bit like, dare I say, filler. Oh, it absolutely is. The only, the only really, you know, I I hate to use the word exciting because the show doesn't have to be exciting. And and I would, I would, I would even dare to say, that this half of the season, until the very end, of course, isn't terribly exciting. It's it's right. it's mostly you know some you know, very long, intense philosophical conversations, you know, occasionally punctuated with you know the usual outrageous acts of violence. But even yeah. even those are are a little bit limited because it's only one person committing them again until the the, the, the end of the, the until the final episode. Yeah. Um, but you have, and then the one exciting thing is changed from in the book from something that actually happens at the end of the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of, of Red Dragon, of course, Hannibal has managed to uh, communicate with Francis and send him Will's address. And it's a home invasion thriller from that point where he's protecting his own family. Here, Will's already been separated from his, his family. So what we have are, uh, his wife Molly and his son, uh, who have to fend for themselves. And you're right; it is the most exciting sequence in this episode, um, and probably designed to be that. And I think it's one of the more thrilling suspense sequences in this half of the season. It's just it's a real standout, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, you know, I'll take that over the alternative. That being said. It's such a sterling sequence that it it casts a light. It shows the rest of the episode in relief where we're getting a lot of regurgitated information from Red from the books and movie adaptations of Red Dragon that I don't know. They have to be there to a certain extent, but they don't feel as immediate or necessary dramatically they they have to be there for a plot i don't know that they just 
I don't, I don't know. It, it's a weird one. This might be a careful what you wish for kind of situation when it comes to adapting something that has already been adapted twice. Yeah. And, and to jump ahead to uh, the next episode, mm-hmm. uh, which sort of feels like it puts elements from just about every adaptation you know, into a blender uh, you know, with the whole, with the sequence with uh, Chilton and, Francis, there's yeah. a little bit of everything, but it kind of yes. works, and it's almost to the point where it's almost disorienting. I mean, I'll explain yeah. more what I mean by that in the, in the next episode, but mm-hmm. um, here it's just like, it, yeah, it's like, well, we uh, we were contracted to do what was it like six episodes devoted to the Red Dragon story, like yeah. six or seven. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, we're kind of running out of story here, so let let's you know let, let's stretch it out a little bit, which is interesting. Because you managed to get an entire book and two movies out right. of the same out of the same storyline. Now, granted, in the um, the second version um, with yeah. Anthony Hopkins, they right. definitely padded out. It, it, they padded it out with a lot of flashbacks uh, that weren't really necessary, just to give more screen time to Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. But they, they got a a you know perfectly paced. Oh, you know what hour and forty minute long movie out of out of uh, you know Manhunter, but that's the thing. You've got an hour and forty minutes, and then you have six hours. Yeah, and you know I think there's there's elements here that are well explored in terms of like there's a bunch of things you could never do in a movie that you can only do in this expanded version, and that is like demonstrate every single conflict that's at the core of the show at this point in time. Every character is in conflict with one another over a variety of things. And the only person really isn't weirdly enough and probably by design is Hannibal because Dr. Lecter is not into conflict. He's into facilitation. He's a right. facilitator. He's just sitting back and enjoying all of this. Like he's yes. he's in, he's enjoying how broken everyone is, and and how you know all of these you know friendships have been destroyed, and how no one can trust anybody anymore, and and how everyone's just sort of looking at each other suspiciously, and and you know waiting for the knives to come out, you know possibly literally, you yeah. know, like, you know when they when, when they say I don't know if I I don't know if I can trust you, you may stab me in the back they fucking mean it yes and he's in in a rarefied air he's almost in a protected position by being incarcerated and i i think that's the ultimate gamesmanship sort of ideal of hannibal that he foresaw that at some point they would need to come to him because there was something that was just so crazy, so out of control that he would be the only one who would be able to facilitate a solution to it and that he would be able to manipulate everyone into some sort of situation that might gain him purchase one way or the other, whether that's privilege, whether that's an escape opportunity, whether that's the chance to get his hands around somebody's throat or send somebody else to do his dirty work for him. These are all things he's capable of if only given the opportunity. So like that is an intriguing 
concept and possibility. That's something you can only do when you have six episodes to talk this out. That being said, you it, it weirdly sort of backs people up into background roles. For example, Jack is someone who barely appears in the back six episodes of this show. He is really sidelined. And to a degree in Red Dragon, you know, he's a guy who in that novel, in those movie adaptations, is floating in and out of it. But again, that's a guy I just met in a movie. Here, he's a character I've watched for two and a half years. Right, but again, like nobody, none of these people want to be around each other for for good reason. You know, they yeah. they you know, it's like you know, I gave you a job to do, you're gonna do it. We're not friends anymore. You yeah, know, yeah. And yeah. It's, but you know, my my problem is, and also you know, I think it's very weird that that you know, Molly is she's shot nearly. She's shot right, or or she had no car accident. She's injured in no, some no, she way. She was shot through the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Will's like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, well, you know, we got it. You know, I, I signed up. I knew what I was getting into when I signed up for this, and, and then she just gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she doesn't. She doesn't die, but we literally never hear from her again for the rest. She, that's she, it. That's all we see of Molly. She for might rest as of the well season. have died. Yeah, the child like, like, might as well have died. Right? They yeah, just they, like he does not. Nobody asks about her. Like Hannibal's the only one that asks how she's doing. <laughs> and that's to stick a knife in again. He's, right. He's the one now uh, uh, sticking a knife into the uh, butt cheek of a pig to see its fat level. Like he's now probing for people to see what their vulnerabilities are and what they're really made of, you know, but everyone else, the good parts are like all of a sudden Jack feels like he's picked up enough tricks from Hannibal to like try some manipulations of his own. And so in the aftermath of Francis, you know, making a, a meal out of a priceless painting, um, Jack wants to find a way to, to, to push the dragon into doing something stupid and will responds after like well what kind of you know what do you want to push him to do you know expose himself uh, put himself in a vulnerable spot or commit suicide and will's like yeah suicide works for me like whoa dude a lot's changed in a couple of years for you my man you have really he has become a callous motherfucker. Yeah, everybody is ice cold this season. Like, they're just like, you know, I've got to do what I've got to do. And if people die, eh, people die. That's life for you. you know? right. And I, I just feel like one of my one of my issues with this half of the season, and I do like it. I, I, I yeah. think, you know, controversial, I do think it's the weakest run of the series. Mm-hmm. But but you know I I think we're on conversation six now of Will basically like you know smugly telling you know, you know, Alana or Jack or Bedelia well you know you're no better than me you did this too right. yeah, yeah. it's like yeah well, <laughs> we know we know Will no one is saying that you're the bad guy here you know everybody is the bad guy here. Everybody has hurt someone. Everybody, almost everybody has killed someone. By, I think I think everybody has killed someone at this point. By, oh, by this point. Everyone here is, a, is now a murderer. Hannibal has pushed every single person into a murder they might not have otherwise committed or at least taken a life. Like, it is understandable in a, uh, well, hmm, that's a can of worms. But 
the whole idea that they're FBI agents and they're hunting down serial killers and they might be confronted in a situation where they're going to have to choose between, you know, being killed and killing that they're going to shoot and whatnot. That being said, there there's plenty of extraneous murder that's been handed to their docket. Their ledger is dripping, as it were. Yeah, when Cynthia, it comes to that. Cynthia Nixon's character was right, man. <laughs> you know, she like, was. She Weirdly, was absolutely she right was to be concerned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the wonderful thing about Hannibal as a whole is it gives opportunity to comment on itself because you have the space to do that. It's in conversation with its own mythos. And you can't do that in a movie maybe in a movie series, but again, you need continuation to make that happen. And Hannibal has that opportunity, but it also uh, exposes some narrative weaknesses when it comes to certain characters. And when every single character then becomes kind of Bedelia level ice cold because they've just seen and heard and done too much you're kind of left to wonder, well, where's what humanity am I, am I finding here necessarily? And I think the missing opportunity, particularly in this episode that would, it would have benefited greatly would to be to finally fucking see with our own eyes, more of Francis's backstory. Right, 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 right. But here, like sort of the, the, you know, you know, the beacon of humanity in this in this run is is mm-hmm. probably Reba, who yes. you know is a warm woman who yeah, you absolutely. know genuinely seems to care about Francis, which is you know puzzling. But you know who whom's among us hasn't you know you know, had feelings for someone who you know you know may be in questionable may be questioning our taste in people. But, you know, I I think she's probably, you know, the type of person who, you know, many of us have been there who sees somebody that she perceives as broken and that, which she's right, but, 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 you know, more broken than she realizes that, that, you know, that she could be, that she could heal through her kindness and gentleness. Um, She, she, well, he gives her something that she is looking for, which is interaction without pity or I need to help you. He doesn't, he doesn't offer that at all. So there are absolute things that he is doing, perhaps not even consciously, that attract her to him outside of the fact that he's a stone cold hottie who's got a yoga body with a butt that doesn't quit. <laughs> Those are all positives. Yeah, I'm pretty sure and, you could probably you could probably like you know get an idea of what his butt looks like just by feeling it. You know, what I mean, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, give us the opportunity, everyone. Let's start feeling the the cast of Hannibal's butts and just see what we can figure out. Like, I'm, that's what Patreon money is for, I mean, everyone. I mean, God, God bless the uh, the costume designer that basically decided let's put him in boxer briefs. <laughs> Listen, we need to we need a very streamlined look because when it comes to nude scenes, their solution to the fact that they really can't show him nude is to erase his butt crack, which is hilarious. <laughs> because I think that one of the lingering questions I have from the previous episode to now is now that he's swallowed that painting, how do you think his digestive tract is dealing with that kind of meal because i can't i I just i can't imagine it feel good 
going all the way round. Yeah. I don't think he's shit in like a week. No. And it's kind of hard to do those transitions from warrior pose into other things with a full canister downstairs <laughs> like that. I feel like that would be harder and harder to do. Yeah, I mean, um, anybody who's taken yoga knows about the 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 heartbreak of yoga farts. So yes, no, it's it's compressing a lot of things. You're working a lot of muscles, uh, and it just ultimately things are going to get let go. But usually, you're not in that position, having swallowed a priceless work of art. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and this is probably that, that painting. You know, that painting had lead in it, so he's probably going to die anyway. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, his time is limited. That's one hundred percent true. Um, and another, you know, his big conflict at this moment in time is that the Red Dragon would very much like to kill Reba, and he is not so keen on the idea. And so we got a lot of back and forth of him like debating, how am I going to deal with this? What am I going to do about it? And ultimately it's like, you know, you're going to like trap her and set a place on fire. That's the other thing that comes with knowing red dragon is you have some inkling of what's coming up. I think the joys that you get in, in, in this half of season three is that you, it keeps diverting um, what you think is going to have happen. Well, yeah, that's true. Like I, I, and again, I keep jumping ahead to the next episode. I, I thought because a similar thing had happened early in, in an earlier season that I wasn't going to get that again. And I did yeah. get it again. And I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's be, let's, let's uh, get, quickly to the sort of meat of this episode, which is Hannibal's advice to Francis. And that is, listen, uh, if you don't want to kill Reba, you don't have to give her to the dragon, give the dragon someone else, perhaps. Oh, I don't know. My ex murder husband's new family. And he gets the address to him. It's just like, yeah, like uh, if you need the murder, like here's two perfectly easy to kill people that you can make that happen. They're even a family. Look, it fits within your MO, like make it happen. One thing, one thing that I, that I do miss greatly from, from Manhunter and obviously given when this takes place, because it's in the present and not 1986, I fucking love the, what he, how he figures out where Francis more dollar hide is. With yeah. the with the 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 the, the video the, like mm-hmm. figuring out how he how he picks the families and all, yeah. I think that mm-hmm. scene is so well done, and and so clever. And here that's they don't they just I don't even know how they how do they figure out that it's him. They kind of don't like Francis Dollarhide pretty much exposes who he is, but they never connect him to the photography element. They never connect him to the to the uh, film transfer element of it. right because that's it's how they just, figured that's how they figured out who the next family was going to be because yeah. uh, they 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 figured out that he was like in a in a centralized location because mm-hmm. uh, you know I they they kind of left that out I I feel it's to its detriment and that they possibly could have figured out a way to make it work to to modernize it. But I just, I, if you, you folks, if you've not watched Manhunter, just watch this scene. It's so good. It is so good. 
Well, I mean, you got a director who's so good at, uh, you know, how are we going to pull this off? And then he shows you how the how this you know crazed killer is going to kill this guy inside of a nightclub, or how these bank robbers are going to rob this bank, like how this thief is going to break into this safe. Like he knows how to do this kind of stuff. And boy, howdy, that's a hell of a sequence in that motion picture, and it, it just it works. But we we've both reached a, a point in the you know in in the story that so much has to happen because the end point is right in front of us and yet we are often stuck in philosophical conversations between Will and Bedelia about which one of them you know is the bigger dupe to Hannibal and they never come to an agreement which one it is but they keep fucking having it and far be it from me to go Hey, I need less Gillian Anderson in my <laughs> my daily, you know, uh, media consumption diet. But honestly, when it comes to the story, I think I'd rather have some of these other elements that are more dramatically connected to the main plot that you chose to tell, which is Red Dragon, or find a way to do them in a way that I don't see coming. Th- those are all great solutions, but the Bedelia stuff, I feel like just kind of weighs it down and then you have this really cool sequence where francis invades the the house of of molly and her son and it's it's really suspenseful it's really well done she gets shot through the the shoulder apparently a good third of her blood is located in her shoulder which i was unaware of (laughs) but that's the way it seems and then as a result of like this not going well francis starts dancing with himself and if you if i say dancing i mean punching himself he has a self-fight like he's in liar liar i mean you know we've all been there and so you know francis later admits to reba that he's just he it's not you it's me but it really is him it is is not reba she should listen to this yeah, I do. I do like the classic, you know, horror movie trope of you know, you you have to leave, or I'm going to hurt you, which is which is yeah. which is which is always that's always a, a good and chilling line, regardless of the regardless of the context. And this is after Alana has figured out that after Hannibal's insanity plea, that his his lawyer has not been calling him since, so someone else has been calling him. So they tried to work a deal where they take away all of his cool stuff and his toilet. And- and his toilet. <laughs> Which, Which I, I think that's actually I think that's actually a human rights violation. Yeah, Alana. it is totes. But uh, but then again, what human rights court is going to come into where he's being contained and go, I don't know, there's a lot of nice he doesn't have a toilet, but there's also a lot of nice, you know, crown molding going he, on here. He was there's also he was, he was also just allowed to make some sort of fancy chocolate orange dessert a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Exactly. He's making meals. <laughs> And then he communicated with a serial killer informing him where an FBI agent's family was and they were attacked and almost killed. Well, all right. So is he just like the toilet is he, thing's a bit much. Is but, he just like like shitting in the corner or something? Like how how I'm how, assuming how, down the hole. I mean <laughs> they, they couldn't have plugged up the fucking hole, right? I sort of I sort of feel like that that Hannibal Lecter would have the the you know the mind control to just simply stop shitting. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just just like you know, get himself into a state of mind where his you know, his just his bowels just shut down completely. Right, without a toilet, it just seems rude. So he he won't exactly, do it. exactly. He'd rather just simply 
not have a bowel movement than 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 crap on the floor. But then we get that moment, which has been forecast throughout the previous two and a half seasons, where he's on the phone with some with a with a killer and goes, "Hey, uh, the FBI know who you are. <laughs> they're listening." And bye. And they're all surprised that he did it again. He does it every fucking time. Yeah, they're they're they, I everybody is still convinced that they're they're smarter than everybody else. And 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 it's just, you know, if if you take away any kind of lesson from from Hannibal, other than, you know, how, how to to make a gourmet chocolate orange dessert, um, <laughs> is never ever assume that you are smarter than someone else because you might get you know, most of your blood outside your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a good, uh, it's not a good look. Um, and of course we end with Hannibal uh, asking, don't you crave change? Will? Yeah, he did change. That's what you don't like about him. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. I know this is in reference to Francis becoming the dragon, but the whole crux of their conflict right now is Will went off to have a family and left him in an insane asylum, which by the way, how the fuck was he was supposed to change that? But the change has happened, man. You are inherently different people at, 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 a, at a certain point, no matter how much the series keeps cramming you together because you're hot and sexy when you face one another. <laughs> and Hannibal, Hannibal's just doing that whole, like, like uh, you know, when you, when you, when you, you get drunk, you decide you're going to you know, texturize. Are you happy? I just want to make sure you're happy. <laughs> They are terrible, Lexus. They're just the <laughs> just worst. Just terrible to one another and everyone around. It's toxic as shit. But um, we will pick this up at another time because we have to say adieu. Uh, of course, Josh Hoss does all of our artwork. Revenge Body does all of our uh, our tunes. Uh, go to revengebodymemphis.com. Bandcamp.com to get uh, this remix and all of our other remixes and our main themes as well. Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I write about television and movies at thespool.net and I am on Twitter under Gina Does Things. Do it today, people. Check it out. You can find us on all the socials. Uh, you know where to do it. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Patreon and help us uh, you know, do cool things like talk about, uh, uh, you know, fun movies. Uh, and we're, we're doing commentaries on all the Halloween movies right now. We're ra- we're rounding it off here in September with Halloween kills, um, a movie that displays, uh, Michael Myers unique ability to kill multiple people at the same time. Like he's in a video game. Like it's a fucking, uh, Batman Arkham asylum video game. Uh, now, who's to say I won't suddenly like this movie like I lo- suddenly liked Halloween 2018? Who's to say? Uh, Gina remains, eh, it's fine. But who knows? Who knows what's around the corner? You're going to want to tune in to find out. Uh, but that does it for this week. Uh, next week, regular Kill by Kill. We'll be talking about Psycho 2, uh, which is a super fun episode and a great movie. If you have not watched Psycho 2, absolutely go out and do it. Uh, and then we will be back for a nubble, an, a nubber, another double header of Dish by Dish to close out 
not only the season, but maybe the series? Oh, who's to say? It's a topsy-turvy world. But for myself and for Gina, bye-bye, everybody. Bye!